You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Round two. Ding, ding, ding. Ready? Um, first of all, uh, I, I cracked a joke in the first service, and, and it, there was some truth to it, and it played out. So when my, the first time I, my dad preached, uh, he, he ended about 15 minutes early, and um, we, we laughed about that. Um, but people that know me, like, personally, they're not worried about me ending 15 minutes early. They're worried about me going 15 minutes late. <laughs> I had like three pages of notes left when I got to the end and I looked up and I was like, this will be where I end. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for allowing me to come out here and, uh, and, and share with you guys. Uh, my, my dad, it's such a blessing to have him out here in this area because so the thing is, is I sit under one of the, uh, not just one of the, more, uh, the greatest pastors in, in Phoenix, uh, fourth largest city, soon to be the third, uh, <laughs> one of the greatest pastors, pastors in the world. And seeing how much him and my dad have similarities, I sometimes tell my dad, um, you know, if you, went to, if you went to Phoenix, and I'm that, I'm that little guy in his ear, you know, if you went to Phoenix, you, you could easily have a, a mega church, but his heart's here. And he's very talented, and so I don't think we understand um, how amazing uh, he is. So thank you, Dad. So... I played drums here for the first time when I was nine years old. 20 years. I just gave my age. Um, 20 years ago, I played drums here. Uh, started playing guitar when I was 19. I was at Southwestern. There was a really cool game out called Guitar Hero, and I wanted to be a guitar hero. I didn't know I was going to be a worship leader. Um, and so I think the first time I played here when I was about 20, 21, so i really thankful, thankful for you guys for dealing up with a lot of really bad music for me for the, for the first eight years, a lot of out-of-key singing, and um, so I'm really thankful for you guys, and, um, but this last year has just been phenomenal for me. I, I, it's been great. But it's been great in, in the fact that it's been uh, probably one of the years that I've matured the most uh, spiritually and as a man. Um, it's been great as God has just opened up doors that I can't even, I couldn't open up myself. Uh, there's, just, there's just no way. Um, but <laughs> on the contrary, it's, always, it's also been a really tough year. It hasn't been the easiest year. Um, but one thing, if, if you guys take one thing from me today, it would be that uh, Jesus isn't an emotion. Jesus stays the same during our highs and during our lows. Sometimes it's easy to worship Jesus and give him the credit when everything's going great. Man, but you really want to test your faith when you're in your downtime. Who's getting the credit? So through this time, it's been tough at sometimes to be like, thank you, Jesus. But there's always a reason to, to be thankful. Um, so growing up, again, my parents were amazing. They taught me everything that I, I could have known as to being a, a, a strong Christian, a, a consistent Christian, a faithful Christian, 
Christian, meaning to be Christ-like, not to be like mom and dad, but to be like Christ. They're not perfect. I'm sure a lot of you probably know. But the thing is, is that, man, if if there was someone that I was going to to follow, it would be them. They're very consistent. They have pure hearts. But it don't matter. See, I was given all these tools, and and I just had a hard time using them. It's no different in baseball. If you, if you get a base hit but don't run the bases, you'll never score. So I had all the tools, but I just I wasn't running the bases. Um, and that was a choice. And that's really what I, what I want to emphasize on today is, is the choice. Um, choice is, is huge for us as people, especially as Christians. Uh, so... In that, I want to pray, and then we'll get into a little bit of what I want to talk to you guys about today. So, Father God, thank you so much for today, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to come in front of people and and speak. Thank you for your grace, because if there wasn't grace, then none of us could comfortably sit in our seats. Uh, Thank you for salvation and, and second chances and third chances, fourth chances and fifth chances. Lord, thank you so much for your love, and I pray that you uh, allow your spirit to move through, through me. In your name we pray, amen. So, moving forward, I, I never realized how much choices would affect me in my, in my, my 20s. Uh, I never knew how much opportunities I would be faced with that would be with choice. I, <clears throat> you know, you learn all these things, and it's just, it's just a different world. You, you're coming out of being um, in high school, and, and you think you've hit freedom, but life begins. And, and, and mom and dad aren't there anymore. And so I went to a, uh, I was 18 years old, I went to a, a church camp, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'll never forget it. Um, I met this guy there who represented um, on the outside of what a Christian was supposed to be like. Um, fooled me, fooled me. Um, and, and for two nights, uh, he, he followed me around and, um, and he, he was touching me. Um, and it really hurt me. It confused me. I was broken. Man, I, I was so hurt. I probably cried for two weeks. Um, I didn't understand really what was going on. And, and, I, and I look back because, see, at that time, my mindset was like, I'm a, I'm a man. Like, I don't let stuff like that happen to me. I'm a man. But I, when I, being 29 and looking back, and probably if there's any 39-year-olds looking at me now, but I wasn't a man. I was a young boy. And so um, through the hurt... And through the, um, the sadness, uh, I began to get bitter, like, like anyone would, if you allow it to. And so I made the choice to let this situation control me. Man, I was so torn up. I just, I remember, I remember days and nights at Southwestern. See, because I, I was supposed to go play basketball. I was on a, uh, had a part way college scholarship. Um, I loved basketball. Basketball was, was my passion, and at some point in my life became um, my way out. 
When people go through things, sometimes they run to church, right? It's a safe place. This was not my safe place. I was very distant and disconnected from people who said they loved Jesus because um, my focus was on people. My focus wasn't on Jesus. Um, So then my heart became really hardened. I, I just, I kept people out. And and then I don't want to offend anyone in here today, but the thing about people that have hurt, um, hurting people are the most selfish people. Uh, I'll say that again. Hurting people are the most selfish people. And I know that because that's who I was. No one else matters. No one matters but you because you went through something. Because no one else goes through stuff, just me. And you, and you really get this tunnel vision that really makes you push people out. So as your heart hardens, it's, it's just like anything else, that, that, scar, that scar tissue, like a spiritual scar tissue. And it's real. Feel the scar tissue that builds up over your heart that you try and fulfill and file down with other things. Because people, whether it's drugs, whether it's sex, and I was trying all these things. See, because people, there was people in my life and they, they loved me. And I knew they loved me. But there was a point in time in my life when I couldn't even hug my dad. The person that I knew that was by my side through everything that I was going through. They try and help you and they're... And the thing is, is that these people, they come in and they, 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 they love you, they try and help you and they're catering to you and they're filing down these, this calloused heart but they can only file down so far because before they can file down that hurt, you begin pushing them away. You begin pushing these things away because it's not all that down. And so what I want to focus on today is choice. It's choice. See, we have all these groups and these things where people get together and, and like, I think that's needed. But they can't make that choice. They can't make that choice for you. Um... So I wasn't the most popular kid in high school. I know you guys are so shocked, but just <laughs> bear with me. I'm not a liar. I wasn't the most popular kid in high school. I wasn't. Um, I always wanted attention. I wanted to see what it was like. Um, hurt and att- attention is like not a good combination. Um, because I had this hurt. And then I started getting this attention. And as you grow with unforgiveness, you need to be the center of attention. Nothing else matters. Um, so it kept me in this, this nice bubble, which I, I enjoyed, that everyone was loving me, and I didn't have to love back because I was getting, this, I was getting the attention I needed. Um, I used uh, 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 a drug called steroids. I did that for a lot of years. My, my identity, that became my sanctuary. The gym became my sanctuary because I could, I could get away. I could get away from life. I could get away from everything in the gym. Um, and it began to, to control me. Uh, 
let me let me give you an idea of how um, what it's like to to her. See, what happens is what happened begins begins to become a justification to anything you do. So think about that. What happens is what happened begins to be a justification to anything you do. So follow along with me here. I messed up because somebody touched me 10 years ago. I cheated because, well, somebody touched me 10 years ago. I lied because, well, I'm not a liar. I didn't want to lie. You know I'm not a liar. But somebody touched me 10 years ago. I don't commit to anything. Uh, I start stuff I don't finish. Um, because somebody touched me 10 years ago. I don't go to church because, well, I went to a Christian church camp and somebody touched me. I don't like Christians because, well, um, Christian touched me. You can allow that to become your justification. In any scenario, that's my scenario. We all have our own scenarios. But you can put any scenario into what happened in your past that you're allowing to control you and make an excuse. And that's where I was. And you, and you become inconsistent. And your inconsistencies become your consistencies. Because now you know how to get out of things, and you know how to bring yourself back to being in the center. Through counseling and counseling and counseling and counseling and counseling, man. I know you guys are all shocked, but I did. I went to counseling. I went to a lot of it. Different types. All Christian counselors because they're the best, obviously. The thing is, is that um, they all use this word, and I'm sure we've all heard it before, uh, victim. Being a young man... Um, the word victim didn't sit well with me. The definition of victim is a person who is tricked or duped. I had to be okay with someone outsmarting me, taking advantage of me. That's a tough place for a young man, any man. No man wants to admit that. It was really hard for me. Um, But as, I, as, I, as I've learned, um, I was a victim. And I lost a battle. I did. Um, I learned from it. There's things that I look back that I see that I'm like, ah, yeah. Okay. Um, but in life, we have many battles. Battle after battle after battle. But life's not a battle, life's a war. So you're going to lose battles, and that's okay. And that's what you have to be okay with. We're not going to win every battle. But when you're continuously losing battles, that's when you'll lose the war. The thing is, is that as I was growing through this, I kept falling battle after battle after battle after battle because my eyes were so focused on the one that happened way behind me. So how can you prepare spiritually and mentally for a battle in front of you when you're looking behind you? And that's a choice. That really is a choice. I mean, because it, that's what it came down to for me. 
It came down to, I, I didn't want that to control me anymore. Um, I leaned on steroids so much. I, 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 now, there's a system to using steroids that I didn't follow. I didn't care. I just wanted to be big and bad because when I graduated high school, I was about 135 pounds. Um, when I stopped using steroids, I was 263. So I put on a lot of size. And it felt good. And people would come up to me and say, man, you look great. Uh, man, I, I wish I had your life. And you get the women, you get uh, the attention, um, you know, people, you're a leader. I want your life. But the people that knew me, the people that knew me, knew where I was at. I was so disconnected. I was, I was so broken. I was so hurt. I had one guy come up to me one time. And uh, he, he was actually an alcoholic. Um, so when an alcoholic starts questioning, you know, what you're doing, um, it's probably good to, to pay attention. He said, uh, hey, man, you know, the way, the way you're using these steroids, um, you're going you're gonna to kill yourself. And I was okay with that. I was, I was so okay with dying. I was, I was willing to die for a drug because of what somebody did to me. So, again, I want, I want, to, I want to rehash this. I messed up because someone touched me. I cheated because someone touched me. I lied because someone touched me. I can't commit because someone touched me. I don't go to church because someone touched me. I don't like Christians because a Christian touched me. Hurting people hurt people. Um, as I became the center of attention, uh, there were times when I would come out of it. I would fall out. Not come out of my funk, but fall out of being the center of attention. This is a scary place to be for people that hurt. Because the thing is, is that there's always a way to be back in the center of attention. And you do what you can to get back there. Um, whether it's starting an argument, um, cutting yourself, uh, there, there was one time in my life where I, I knew that I was losing people. I was alone. I felt alone. And so that's what I did. Cut myself. This guy that has it all together, he's big, he's muscular, and, and I cut myself. And guess what? The attention came back. It did what, exactly what I needed it to do. But your choices start off as choices. But if you're not careful, they can become a habit. And then that's when it's trouble. I started creating habits. My habits were bringing people in and pushing them out, bringing people in and pushing them out, bringing people in, pushing them out. I was getting what I wanted and what I needed. I let someone's choice lead my choices. 
I, I destroyed relationship after relationship. Um, I was very inconsistent. It was it was it was very a very weird place for me in my life. Um, but as as you if you want to learn a little bit about yourself, um, type up a message, because there was a lot of aha moments when I was typing this up. Um, a few years back, I, I went to the gym, and again, like I said, I had no, no, des- no desire to quit using steroids, period. I, I, that was my thing. Um, like I said, I was willing to die for it. But I, I, went, to, I went to the gym, um, and, I, and I had a really good workout, really good workout. And the next day I went and I played basketball for three hours. And then I... I had gone home and, and uh, I took a nap. And when I woke up, I couldn't move my arm. Weirdest thing. Um, and, and so I couldn't work out. And so I really feel like that was, that was a God thing. I, I really do, because I, I didn't injure it. We did MRIs, I did everything I could to see what the heck was going on. I was definitely uh, started to become to a place where I was ready to um, Ready to move on. So someone, someone came up to me between services, and, and they said, um, man, it takes a lot for you to stand up there and talk about that. I mean, a lot of people can't do that. It's so freeing. Okay, like when, when, when I walked away from not just the steroids. See, the steroids were the effect of the attention. The attention was the effect of what happened to me. When I was able to walk away from that and let that go, make that choice, it was a choice because I heard everything. I could, I mean, I, I could probably sit down and counsel anyone with everything that I was told and do a pretty good job at it. I remember everything they said. I had to make a choice. I had to make that choice to say, this is not going to control my life any longer. A lot of times prisoners leave prison, they come out of prison, and uh, they experience freedom. Some prisoners can't handle freedom. They go right back in. For me, when I experienced that freedom, I knew I never wanted to go back. And that's, that's how it can be for a lot of us. When you experience that freedom, like you don't always have to be the victim because what you, what you don't realize is as you're allowing that to control you, you're victimizing yourself. Everything is about me. Everything is about, well, you don't know. You don't know what happened. And we don't. Like I said, this last year has been just, been the weirdest years for me. The weirdest years. I, I just, I can't even explain. But I'll try to, because that's what I'm up here to do. <clears throat> um, The reason why I titled this Running Away Straight Into the Hands of Jesus is because that's exactly what I was doing. I was running away. I had no desire to come back on this path. I had no desire to be where I'm at today. I had no desire to be up here speaking. I had no desire to tell my story. Um, I do believe that, that God has a plan for every one of our lives. I do, more than, more than anything. Um, I also believe that God's plan never changes. But my choices changed my path to getting there. 
The Bible says that for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Ephesians 1.4. He chose us. I, I look back and I think, I'm like, man. There was, probably, there was probably an easier road, you know? Like there was probably an easier road to be where I'm at today. Like, I hurt a lot of people. I did a lot of damage. I did a lot of damage to myself. I don't think that, I, I, I don't believe that I wouldn't be here today. I don't believe that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Like, give you an example. Ten years ago, I used to follow this guy by the name of Mark Driscoll. Uh, he was a preacher in Seattle. I had a, had a church of about 20,000 members. was one of my favorite pastors. It was on my bucket list to go watch him preach. The first time I led worship at his church, I, I, it looked a lot like this. <laughs> I was so nervous, but it was just like, wow, wow. I, I couldn't even, it didn't make sense, but I had to make the choice, right? If I would have made this choice a long time ago, you know, I probably wouldn't have had to go through the stupid stuff that I had to go through. My dad told me this one time. I still remember it. We were driving up, driving up 6th Avenue. <clears throat> we did that a lot because we lived on 5th. <laughs> but one of the many conversations we had driving up 6th Avenue, he told me, uh, um, and, I, and I, I hate to tell this because it's just going to um, show how stupid I am. Uh, a stupid person will always make the same mistake. Um, a, a smart man will make a mistake and learn from it. But a wise man will learn from other people's mistakes. I'll never forget that. And <laughs> I was a stupid guy. See, I had to make my own mistakes. And I'll never forget Mark Priest one time, um, and he was talking about uh, uh, this, this adolescence phase that was created by our culture. If you look at the back in the day in Jesus' times and maybe even a little after that, when you were 12 years old, you were engaged, and when you were 13, you were married, okay? So there was this, oh, I'm just trying to grow up phase. Like, imagine that back in the day. Now we cater to that. It's, these men don't have to step up and be men because they, they have to grow up. They have to experience life. Man, is that, that's what life is? Because it was horrible, I do believe God's plan never changed, but my choices changed my path to getting there. I do believe God's plan never changed. My choices changed my path. I guess if there's one thing that I would really want people to take with them is that um, you don't have to choose the harder path. Like if you surrender today, there's an easier road. God's plans don't change. Your way of getting there may. Because love is allowing you to do what you choose. And, and, and loving you through the process. It's, it's so amazing. Um, because let me read this verse to you. And we sang it today. That's what I love about worship music. Uh, it's theology and words, and you never even knew it. And we're singing it. 
We're just singing stuff from the Bible. Like, I'm not even a good songwriter. I just, I cheat. I just write what David, I just write down on paper what David write, wrote before me. So. <clears throat> and I'm convinced nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Man, that's powerful. Nothing, nothing you can do can separate you from God's love. Nothing you can do can separate you from God's plan. Uh, how do I know? I'm walking it right now. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine this past week, and she's on the verge of, of signing a pretty big music contract. And um, I told her, I said, you know what's tough for you is that, like, you're really talented. So you have to be in prayer. Like, you have to really be in prayer. Because, like, if you throw your music out there, put a video out, apply for a church or apply for uh, a music position, like, you're not going to get turned away. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the other side where if someone's calling me to do music, like, it's a God thing. You know? So, so it's just like this stuff that I... When, when Cornerstone reached out to me, I, I just, through Instagram videos, so you guys keep posting your Instagram videos because people see them. Don't, I don't care what anyone tells you. Keep it up. Um, I just, I was so, I was so blown away. And I really had to take a second to look back in my life and just, there was an easier road here. Man, there was an easier road. God put some really amazing people in my life. I mean, he gave me my, my father and my mom. He gave me a, a, an amazing brother and sister. And, and I mean, people don't even start off like that sometimes. And I let someone's choice control the next eight years of my life. And you don't have to do that. You can be wiser than, than I was. today I, I mean this is where it all began for me and I don't know what God has in store for me but man one of those things it's just like I'll just keep walking through doors I'll just keep walking through doors if you want change in your life I challenge you you begin to read your Bible I See, because we, sometimes we say that, that prayer of commitment to Christ. But you don't commit to Christ and everything just changes. It is a process. We got to do our part. And as I begin to read my Bible every day, not study, I begin to read. You know, I, I'm, I wasn't trying to be the next theologian. I'm not trying to be Pastor James Reese. I just started reading. And you, and you start going through through life and you, and you realize that you can't continue to do the things that you were doing. Not because of condemnation, but because of God's grace. So, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for letting me speak with you guys. Yeah.
This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.